Chapter 5. The Book There must be something in books, something we can't imagine, to make a woman stay in a burning house. There must be something there. You don't stay for nothing. Ray Bradbury, Fahrenheit 451 Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. days since you guys saved Marin. The day after you saved Marin, Aldalar made sure to come down and pay everyone because that shit was a little bit crazy. That actually adds to our gold though, so what's our price point? You guys actually get paid 50 gold a week. In the meantime though, you guys have had a little bit of downtime to do, you know, whatever you want. Um, Chirp, what would you have been doing? Uh, Probably out, you know, feeding homeless people, giving them some like blankets and lazy you'd be hanging out with her yeah i'd probably be hanging out with her and maybe yeah. like checking out Vice the surrounding versa. area and going on hikes and stuff oh nice yeah, yeah. we kind of the, become the bffs yeah so you guys um recently so yeah. you would both well chirp you would know just from living in the city that the most impoverished part of the city is outside the walls so that kind of works well you'd be going out to this you know the slums outside and helping the the poor and homeless while lazy is doing what she can and checking out the nature that's around swifty what would you have been doing i'm going to contact my assassin's contacts and try to find a creature on my kill list that i have not killed yet and if i find that creature i'm gonna go kill him you go back to the assassin's guild um which is actually their headquarters is in a somewhat forgotten part of the catacombs um and the only person there right now uh, is your main contact within the guild, Braun Wind Willow. He's a halfling. Uh, he has slightly dark skin, kind of an olive tone to his skin, and dark brown hair. Kind of unassuming looking. You know from dealing with him in the past that he's very quiet and reserved, tends to be pretty chill. You go in and ask him if there's any sort of... You ask him if he's heard any news on any shape changers that are known to frequent the area, and he says that he hasn't heard anything recently, but he will put out some some feelers to the network and see if they can find somebody for you. So, after you guys have had some downtime, uh, you get the three of you get to work early, and nobody's there yet except for Penny. She's just kind of sitting at the receptionist's desk and. As you guys each, you know, filter through and, and come in and she says, Hey, I've, I've made some fresh coffee. It's in the, the, uh, God, what, um, is she Irish now? No, no, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you guys come through the door, she says, there's some lovely coffee in the break room. If you guys want to go get some of it, uh, we don't really have much on the docket for today, but. You never know what'll happen. You all filter into the the break room and start start getting your coffee. What are you guys doing? Which, I just walk in. And I say realized thank you. The, the other day I never told you guys this, but you all have your own offices at the oh, really? beholder's eye. Yeah, each your own individual offices. So would you just go and get some coffee, go back to your office, sit there and chat for a while? I say thank you to Penny. Thank you, Penny. Yeah, I go and look for any. Bread, if they've got some rolls <laughs> or like even like some donuts. Um, or you see next, like that. yeah, next to the coffee, there's actually a pretty nice spread. Crackers. Um, 
mostly like danishes, donuts, uh, some bagels, some croissants, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. We're all time, about what time it. Of day is it? Oh, it's early morning. I'm casually chatting with Penny as well, just small talk, asking her how her weekend was. Okay. You're ch- oh, you, go get, you go get your coffee and come back out and talk to Penny for a while. Okay. I walk in and glare at the both of them and say, "It's too early." <laughs> <laughs> And then go back to my office and slam the door. Okay. I guess Swifty had a rough night. <laughs> you guys are all hanging out, doing your various things for a bit, and uh, you've noticed that Boris and Barry are late, as usual. Lazy as you're sitting there, or standing there at the receptionist desk and talking to Penny and just kind of asking about her weekend, and the door opens up, and a uh, very short, very fat, dwarven man comes walking in he looks to be about middle-aged he's got kind of a widow's peak mm-hmm. receding hairline and a very short cropped salt and pepper beard he comes in and is oh, oh well hello ladies is this this is a private investigation firm right and penny says yes sir come what what, what can we help you with today and he says well um my name is professor gilbert slate i I am working with the Salandrian University, and I'm here today to to enlist your services. Um, the the city guard is not really what I'm looking for, so I didn't even talk to them. I'm really looking for someone who can uh, procure me a an item that is in the catacombs. And Penny says, "Oh well, we've got three of our best detectives here right now. Why don't I get you set up with them in one of our interview rooms, and they can." Uh, they can find out more about what you need. Okay? And he says, Oh, yes. That sounds fantastic. And she says, Okay, Lazy, you go grab. Sure. Yeah, I walk in and go tell the rest of the gang. Okay, thank you. And uh, she she leads Professor Slate back to the first interview room. I'm assuming you find Chirp in the break room just going hog wild on these various bread products. <laughs> yes. She took just a little piece of every one of them. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then the two of you go to uh, Swifty's office door. Do you knock? Oh, I take some I bread with me. Take some knock bread with on you. the door. Do you Swift- open the door for them? Swifty, we have a meeting. No. <laughs> they, have, Swift- they have to knock louder. Swifty does not open the door. <laughs> oh, shit. I step up and I knock louder. What do you want? Good Foley work. We dude. got a job. Come on. I'm coming. I'm coming. The door slowly creaks open, and he kind of peeks around the door and looks at all you very angrily. The three of you leave Swifty's door and walk down the hallway to the interview room. And as you enter, Penny's actually leaving the room. She says, he's all ready for you. I say thank you to Penny. She says, oh, thank you, dear. (laughs) And walks down the hallway back towards the front desk. Three of you enter the room, and Professor Slate's sitting at the table, and uh, you can see that Penny has set up three chairs for you. Do you all take a seat? I sit down, and I put my head down on my arms, and I say, I'm listening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I sit down. um, Hi, Professor Slate. I saw you at the front desk. What what do you need us to procure? Can you tell us more about it? Well, um... So I I am in the study of anthropology. Do you all know what anthropology is? The study of ancient cultures? Yes. Sure. Anyways, um We recently got information that there is a, a book in the catacombs in a, a vault in the catacombs that would be very beneficial to our studies. It, it it could really help us translate a lot of the runes that we come across in our studies that are just incomprehensible. So you want, a, you want us to find a book? Yes, yes. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of information about where it's at, just that it's in the catacombs and it's in an area known as the Goblin's Grotto, mainly because we've heard that it's infested with goblins just just overloaded with goblins luckily it's they don't they don't bother the city at all so so the city watch just kind of lets them be it would probably be unwise to go into the grotto head-on if you understand my meaning they would overwhelm you probably quickly 
Yes? What was that? Do you know a back way in? No, I... I don't actually go down to the catacombs myself. I have my research students do that. And we've been too scared to send any to the grotto, because we don't need dead research students. Understood. Could have been useful. Do any of them have some sort of map that we can use? No, the, the areas around the grotto are usually dangerous to go down to, so so they haven't been mapped very well. Just the general area of the grotto is known. Shripti might have some connections. How much this book worth to you? Oh, I'm willing to pay your firm at least 500 gold. Would Chirp know anything about these catacombs? Possibly. I mean, I would say Chirp as a citizen of the city and a roguish type would yeah, probably I mean, have spent I some know... time in the catacombs, but... You and Swifty would also know, know that map in your head. the catacombs. I mean, are... I, do, I do of the city itself. Yeah, but the the catacombs are not included in that vast labyrinthian and huge. And they also there's a lot of places that have been. Would uh, I know anybody? Possibly, you could start asking around. You guys all have your various contacts. Is there somewhere that I would know to go to talk to these? You still people? have a contact yeah. page in here. Before you start doing that, uh, you still have this man sitting in front of you. Are there some like tunnel people or something like that? Yeah, we should continue. (laughs) Some group of like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's various different societies that actually live down in the catacombs. I mean, there's this group of goblins uh, that is known. No super mutants. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No mutants. uh, Just mostly there's a race of myconids that live down in the catacombs there are some dark elves that live down in the catacombs mostly the catacombs are used as a means to get to the various mines in the city and therefore a lot of the passageways have been walled off or opened up in in such a way to have the fastest access to the mines so a lot of the older catacombs that don't give you quick access to that are inhabited by all manner of things. Professor Slate says, well, I'm sorry that I don't have much more information for you. I just... I'm sorry you don't have much more money. <laughs> I would I would say, sir, that 500 gold is a lot of money, especially when you're dealing with a university's budget. What university did you say you worked at? Salandrian you. But yes, that's that's what I need from you. Do you think the three of you can handle this? Or should I take my business somewhere else? What do you think, guys? I think we have got this under control. Yeah, I think we could handle this. Alright, well, I will um, provide my information with your secretary out at front. And... Yes, she handles all the paperwork. He he kind of stands up from the table and says, well, thank you all for, for helping me with this. Just, um, you can send a raven over to the university as soon as you're, you're done with this and have acquired the book, um, and I will come as quickly as I can. Thank you, thank you. And he, he tries to shake each one of your hands. Do you all shake his hand? He didn't give us the actual name of the book, did he? No. Does he have a name of the book? Yes. What's the name of the book? Oh, oh, I am so sorry. The book, uh, the book is called The Tome of Understanding. At least from what we've been able to translate. Why do the... What language is it in? Hmm? What language? Uh, one of the old deep languages. There's, there's... That's part of why we want this book One is that we we believe from the text we've uncovered that it, it can help us translate all of the old deep languages. Oh. Why okay. do the goblins have it? It's it, They don't necessarily have it. It's more it is in a vault that is in an area of the catacombs that they have taken over for themselves. I don't think goblins we can read. So they're we not believe trying they to protect actually have no access anything. to the vault and probably don't even know that that vault is there. It's just right in the middle of where they live. Okay. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, and he... Uh, oh, do you guys shake his hand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. 
Okay, he he holds his hand up to you for a couple of seconds and then looks I can, very I continue disappointed. To glare at him. <laughs> I don't touch little peoples. Well, unless oh, to kill them. Okay then. Well, good day to you and please, please, as soon as you have the book in your possession, let me know. I'll tell him we have this under control. Well, do. All right, and he walks out of the room. Uh, so now the three of you are left in this interview room together. You've got a moment to kind of strategize, figure out who you want to go talk to, if you want to split up. What do you guys think we should do? I think we should just sneak in. Goblins are dumb. Yeah. Well, do we have? Do we know where we're going? Yeah, we got to find this place first. It's a goblin's grotto. Do you know where that is? Somebody knows it's where it is. On, I'm yeah. assuming we work for a detective agency. Don't we they have, have some sort map of maps and stuff yeah. like that already for us? Oh, yeah. I mean basic maps of mostly the surrounding area. Would it like, have something that is known at, what, as Goblin's Grotto on the map? Yeah, I mean, every like anybody that has done any kind of exploration into the... Spelunking? Catacombs would know of the area. It's just the area itself is unmapped. That's fine. But we, we just need an entrance. So yeah. I'm going to go to my criminal contacts and see if I can get a more detailed map of the Goblin's Grotto. Okay. I'm also going to contact a fence and try to get another price point for this book. Okay. 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 Yeah, 20. Holy shit. You, uh, you tell the other two members of your party, I got this. You send a raven off to one of your closest contacts within the guild, and very, very quickly you get a response back. Please come meet me. I've I, I've got some very important information. And so you tell the two of them, I'm going to go figure this out. I'll be right back. I'll be back in a day or a minute or a bit. <laughs> As almost within... Two steps of taking, of walking out of the front of the beholder's eye, one of the most familiar contacts to you comes running up to you, which is actually a little elven boy named Jeffrey. He says, Swifty, Swifty, come quickly. I've got the information you need. Come, come on. And he, he leads you down the, uh, the uh, alleyway next to the beholder's eye. You follow? Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I follow. Trust him. the shit out of him. Yeah. What do you have, Jeffrey? Uh, says, we actually heard about a contract that's being floated into the various um, guilds, and they said that there's a book in in the catacombs with the goblins, and that they're willing to pay fifteen hundred gold for anyone that can can acquire it for them. Now, now, I know it's tempting. I know it's tempting. This contract's already been picked up. Who has the contract? We don't know. We couldn't find out who has it. But we do know that the contract comes from uh, the Graveltongue family. And you would know that the Graveltongue family or Graveltongue family is the most prominent crime family in the city. And Jeffrey says, well, we, we don't really know a lot about the book um, itself, so we don't know what it's capable of, but we do know that it it is it can grant the, the owner of it Does immense it power. Does it grant wishes? No, no, just some sort of immense power. That's all we, we've really been able to find out. But but with this contract came a map of of the, the catacombs surrounding the Goblin's Grotto and a possible several possible points of entry you have a copy of this map i do and he from his pocket he pulls out a folded up piece of parchment and hands it to you upon inspecting the map you see that it's a pretty well detailed map of the catacombs surrounding a less detailed area <laughs> and that de less detailed area is just labeled goblin's grotto and in four different points around the edges there are notes made that these are possible points of entry or points of exit you can see that a couple or one of them is it leads above everything to kind of a, a higher level of the catacombs above everything one of them leads to a lower level but seems like it might be more exposed and then the other two both seem like they're 
they're labeled as the possible exits and one same thing comes out high at the higher level and the other one comes out at the lower level does it say like height from the higher level to the not necessarily it's it just seems like first floor second floor third floor kind of thing it's not super specific it's it's kind of going off of rumors and conjecture but but before exactly um it at least gives you a couple places you'd either want to go for the high ground or the low ground so you take that map back to chirp yeah chirp and uh lazy and i show it to all them i don't tell them about the contract for 1500 just yet okay i forget do i remember do i know that i can fly now oh yes yeah yeah we dealt with that in the the level up so I can fly or I can glide. You can, you have a fly. I can fly for thirty of feet. Thirty feet, yeah. Or 30 so speed. You can fly in one turn, like a turn. You would f- be able to fly thirty hover? feet straight up or thirty feet straight. Can forward. I hover until my next turn and yes. then fly another thirty feet? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I can fly. Yeah. Just so thirty feet at a time. I come in. I show them the map. I tell them I think we should take the top level because it looks safer and we could overlook everything yeah and then mm-hmm. decide to go yeah. down yeah if we wanted to because you can fly i have rope and I you're have... practically freaking air if you want to be yeah i'm very dexterous or i can just wear your bracelet while i, I fly down do... <laughs> no, that's okay. and then you just come back we out. hop in her house you put the bracelet on fly down yeah i mean yeah that could work I... yeah I don't see why not. Realistically. Um, but I think we have everything we need. Yeah, we got yeah. Okay. We're going up. Okay. So uh, the three of you find the nearest entrance to the catacombs um, and make your way through the marked route to get to the Goblin's Grotto. And as you're getting closer to the Goblin's Grotto, the smell very, very obviously changes. It starts to smell more like sweat and death. Uh, as you get closer to the Goblin's Grotto. And as this smell is kind of changing, you're also starting to hear chattering voices, both deep and high-pitched. And you can tell that some of these passageways are being patrolled by goblins. I can understand most languages, so if I can hear them, what are they? Well, no, that's more you have to like spend some time listening to the language before you can understand it. Like, you more pick up, like, general emotions. Like, the, these just seem like goblins going about their everyday routine. I look at this, too, and I'm like, we should be sneaky now. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I want everybody to make a stealth check. Yes, sir. Not 20. Carrie's invisible. 23. 23? 16. 16. You, no sooner do you say... We should be stealthy, and chirp just fucking like disappears, <laughs> like just like blends into the wall, and you're like, "Where did the bird person go?" <laughs> wow, you're good at that. <laughs> it's like, teach me how to do that. <laughs> uh, but you're also pretty easily able to conceal yourself, um, and uh, lazy as well. You're you're able to conceal yourself pretty well. I would also like to do like a perception check. Okay, twenty-two. So you. And that's just to, like to see if I can get a feel of the guards' movements. See yeah, if I can see a safe path through to where we're trying to go to. You can tell that most of the passageways connecting to this this hallway that you guys are following are somewhat being patrolled, but nobody's coming close enough that they they're going to be any real danger as long as you continue to move quietly. And you kind of convey this to the other two, and the the three of you are just slowly sneaking through this hallway, and suddenly you come around a corner, and directly in the middle of the hallway, there is a shield and sword just kind of floating in midair. What do you do? Hide. Well, yeah, can we just it. sneak around it? You guys are already sneaking. Yeah, can we just sneaky. sneak around it? Um, so, do you have any sort of like magic check? Because it seems like a trap to me. Um... Like, no, we're going to walk zero by, Archon. and that shit's yeah. going to animate. Uh, well, actually, uh, all three of you make me a perception check. And if that's the case, I should attack it while we're still unseen. Yeah. Fourteen. Nine. Fourteen. Lazy and Swifty, as you guys are getting closer to this, you notice that about 
two feet in front of this floating sword and shield that there seems to be some sort of force wall almost or some sort of there's something there and as you kind of get up closer to it it starts to ripple a bit and make this sloshing noise and the three of you can tell now that this thing is a gelatinous cube that's just kind of sitting in the middle of this hallway good with the sword and shield inside the cube yep yeah you would presume that the sword and shield is left over from the last person yeah, that tried it, to walk through. It absorbed yeah. someone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it might yeah, be I, like, I was going to stick my hands in and try to pull the sword. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, please do. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do that, Swifty. So you've got a couple of options here. You can try to get Does around it. Does the cube it. take up the whole? No. The cube takes up the whole space from left to right, the width of the hallway, but it only as you guys are looking at it, you can kind of tell that you've got about two feet above it that you could get over it. Can you fly inside a two-foot space? I'm pretty, I'm not very... Like, can I she go up, up and like... on whoosh. the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was just going to push we... myself on the ceiling. I don't trust that you don't have something that's going to turn my house into a black hole. <laughs> I do not trust you I don't you think to he's got a... He doesn't have home. a bag of holding or anything, so... The most magical thing he has is his uh, dark vision goggles. I was just going to try to stay on the ceiling with my acrobatics. Okay. Two foot space, though. Like two two feet. Yeah. I mean, sneak over this glob. Most people could. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I'm big. I don't think I can make two feet. You could. Yeah. How big are you? I'm I'm four nine. Oh, you like can make it for six sure. Something, freaking dragonborn. Yeah, most dragonborn are around six feet, but still, you're you're a lizard basically. Would it be athletics <laughs> or acrobatics? Uh, it would be acrobatics. Well, I mean, either way, acrobatics or athletics, whichever athletics you want to be. Better than my acrobatics. Yeah. Twenty-three. So yeah, you you say, watch this. Take a couple <laughs> steps back. Take a quick running jump and just vault yourself right over this thing. Ta-da! <laughs> Chirp? Yeah, I just fly over. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then... Must be nice to fly. <laughs> oh, I've Lazy. always wanted to I, fly. Uh, climb up on the wall and just, like, hang out there for a second. Okay. After Make me, they've uh, gone through. I already did, 17. 17? You get about halfway over the cube and... Your foot starts to slip a bit, but you're able to catch yourself, and you're like inches from the top of this thing as you get out the other side, but you're able to to make it to the other side. And as you guys start walking away, you notice that it's very, very, very slowly following you down this hallway now, at a rate of a quarter of an inch per minute. So... It might catch up to you if you stay and... No, we just we'll keep going. Lost, we just yeah. keep going. I think we're good. We're just Are we still being stealthy or do we have to make yeah, a new yeah. stealth no, you're, check? You're good off that old okay. stealth check. Like, yeah. You can tell now that you're on the other side of this cube, too, that you don't hear as many of the voices you heard before. It still stinks, but yeah. it doesn't seem like many people come down this Not way. Not as active. Yeah, exactly. The three of you get to the part that's marked on the map the entrance that you decided on and you see that there is a ladder that leads up into a small opening in the wall and looks to be not necessarily like a ventilation shaft but it looks like some sort of access into the top ceiling of a room yeah we go up there and check it out all right are you gonna go i just fly up chirp's there. just gonna fly up there and be like what's up here i'm gonna hold back and wait till chirp gives the all player yeah all right okay yeah, so let's uh peek out as you get to as you kind of float up to the top of this ladder and take a peek inside you see that this opening is kind of a, sh- a small five foot by two foot shaft that runs into the wall about 10 feet and then opens up and looks like it opens up into a room and the bottom of the shaft turns into a rafter or you know support beam that runs across a large open room so it's like an access hatch for the cleaning of the roof or whatever yeah i i i tell them you know let's climb up here and it looks like it goes somewhere yeah I think we should all go to the edge of that access point and overlook the room and see what we can see. Okay. The three of you get up into this shaft and you're 
you have to go single file though. So who's gonna go first? Our I monk, probably see whoever yeah. has the best perception. <laughs> is it dark in here? In the shaft itself, it's it's dark, but it's only about ten feet, and the, the room that the it room opens up into has light. plenty of light coming mm -hmm. from it. Yeah. Swifty has the best perception. Okay, so I'm gonna go first and overlook it. So as you get to the uh, opening of the shaft and start to kind of peek out onto this this support beam, you can see that the support beam runs across a large room about. 50 feet wide by 60 feet long and this room is full of goblins they're all mostly sleeping i'd say there's a few that are kind of up and moving around but for the most part this just looks like a giant sleeping chamber there is about 200 goblins in the room there's four or five bugbears that are kind of sleeping Do with a bunch of goblins piled up around them no no okay. the, is there the, an opening on the other side yes yeah, Swifty's actually able across. to see like directly across sixty feet down this uh, this rafter that there or this support beam that there's another opening. Yeah, we're just no gonna sneak sneezes. across. Yeah, there's nothing in this room other than the bugbears and the goblins. No, and you notice we you have know, a couple no fires reason and, to. Yeah, doesn't no, look like anything good down there. We don't want to give ourselves guys, away to two hundred fucking goblins. You guys let's, are about move along. fifteen feet <laughs> above these goblins. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I look at these two. We should and be I'm able like, to sneak across. Yeah. Very sneaky. All right. So the three of you head across. Do you want us to the support beam? Check. Or do I still sneak with my well. nat twenty? Yeah. yeah. We're like balancing on the beam across this. Yeah, I would say your 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 stealths still apply, but yeah, you're going to need to make an acrobatics check All to make right. sure you guys can make it across oh nice 16 12 24 so the three of you start to crawl across the support beam you guys are about halfway across swifty starts to whoop, whoop, whoop. He, he hits a patch with some dust on it and his hand slips and he starts to kind of almost fall off of this but uh chirp you're able to catch his leg and steady him yeah and the three of you are able to make it across this safely without really waking anybody up. I turn back and look at Chirp. I'm like, thank you, the bird person. <laughs> Welcome. As the three of you enter into the shaft that's on the other side of this support beam, Swifty being first, uh, you can tell that this leads another 20 feet into another opening with another support beam. Same kind of deal. As you guys start to make your way through that, when you come into this next opening, it's a lot darker in there. And you pull down your dark vision goggles, and what you're able to see is a large, another 50 by 60 foot room. Looks almost identical to the last room, but this room is completely deserted. And you can see, looking out across it, that there is a intricate lattice work of these support beams going across the top of the room. Unlike the other one, where it was just one that you were, the one that you guys were. We're crawling across and you can see that a lot of these support beams where they intersect with the walls there are other little shafts that open up can we see the floor what's below us the floor is actually a lot deeper in this one than the last room the floor is about 60 feet down you can see just barely at the edge of your your good vision with those dark vision goggles you can see that the floor looks almost like solid glass like obsidian shine to a really high shine in the center of this room there's a pedestal with a book sitting on top of it and that's you would assume that this is the book that you're does you're here the to get. lattice work of beams just run horizontal or do they go almost uh, they all no, they all run horizontal to the the plane you're on right now. Okay, so I look at these two, and I'm like, I think that's the book. And then I take my rope, which is, I believe. So as you uh, as you turn back to say that, make a perception check for me, just you. Twelve. Twelve. Um. So as you turn back to say that, you kind of hear a noise in the room. And you look back really quickly, and you're able to just, out of the corner of your eye... No way that cube came across that beam. No. Uh, you look back into the room itself, and kind of back across the rafters, you hear kind of a noise, not really able to tell what it was. But as you, you catch this some movement out of the corner of your eye, and it drives... 
We're not the only ones in here, guys. It draws your attention, and you can see a dark shape lowering itself to the ground about 60 feet away across the room in the opposite corner of the room for you. Hello, friend, and welcome to the Salandrian Siren, your source for news, weather, and sports. I'm your host, J.P. Winterbottom. Strange happenings have been reported across the city and across the greater Dwarven Empire. Leaders from the magic, political, and technology sectors are meeting this week to try and find the cause of these issues. In the meantime, the government has issued the following statement, and I quote, Citizens should have no reason to fear the anomalous activity happening within the city. No fatalities or injuries have been reported, and most incidents were nothing more than minor inconveniences. There is no reason to panic, as we have the situation under control. End quote. Calming words from our benevolent leadership. On to weather with Walton the Weather Wizard. Walton? The sky will open with great and terrible force, releasing torrents hitherto unseen by mortal eyes. Yikes! Sounds like it's gonna be a wet one. Thanks, Walton. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, it's your DM, Andrew. Uh, I've got some pretty exciting news. We're gonna have our first guest star soon. Oh, so excited. The next episode will be a full cast episode, and then we'll move on into sessions with a split party and special guests for the next few months. We're really happy with how the guest episodes are coming out so far, and we cannot wait to share them with you. As always, you can find us on Twitter, at Beholder underscore S, and by searching for The Beholder's Eye on Facebook and Instagram. You can also send us an email at LLC at gmail.com. If you would like to help support the show, you can do that in two main ways. By leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, this really helps with our visibility and can bring a lot of new people to the show. The second great way to support us is by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thebeholderseye. Alright, let's get back to the show. Bye! Last up, sports! The annual tournament of champions is next month. Registration began this week at the Dragon Dome front office. The purse for this year's champion is at a record 4,500 gold. And the competition is already looking fierce, with last year's champion, John Granitejar, an obvious favorite to win again. Thanks for joining us today. I'm J.P. Winterbottom saying, Hail the Greater Dwarven Empire! tell the other two what you just saw of this this shape kind of falling down to the the other corner of the room and you kind of crawled out onto the rafters a bit more and the other two come out and as the three of you watch this shape you see it's it's vaguely humanoid and as he starts to it's standing in the corner and he's, he's it looks like he's rifling through his pockets and he pulls out um this little crystal that's kind of glowing faintly and he takes it and tosses it into the middle of the room next to the book and as it hits the ground and shatters a blue field sparks out from it and goes around the book for a second and you see this kind of fizzling sparks go off and then it zooms back down and disappears the humanoid shape kind of walks closer into the room and swifty 
you can kind of make out that he looks to be feline in nature. Has kind of pointy ears, a snout, looks like uh, a tabaxi, which is a cat person, basically. It's a Khajiit. Khajiit, yeah. <laughs> and he slowly strolls to the middle of the room, kind of acting like he's got the place to himself, uh, and goes over and starts to grab the book. Are you guys going to do anything? Yeah. So we're hidden up above. Yep. Am I close enough that I can take a shot at him? You can take a shot at him, yeah. I have darts I can throw. I have advantage against somebody who hasn't seen me yet with the yeah. assassinate. You're going to try and assassinate him? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to use. I'm going to take out my poison dagger and click on the fast poison. Okay. And then I'm going to try to drop down from the beam on top of him. Like, I'm assuming okay. I can walk okay. out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you can get a bow. And I'm basically yeah. just going to try to drop and stab right into the shoulder. Okay, okay. So, yeah, as he's starting to pick up this book, you you drop down out of the rafters. Are you going to yell or anything? Or are you so just no, we all no. basically get a, like advantage right now? Just a, a quick surprise round. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to give him any notice that I'm coming down on so it's, like, quiet okay. until the dagger hits. Okay. 15. As you're coming down on top of him with this dagger, he actually is able to kind of sense your presence as you're coming down. And at the last moment, right before contact, he's able to kind of dodge roll his way out of the way. And he says, oh, well, hello, friend. Hello, Catman. Oh, are you here for the book? No, I'm here for you. I haven't made anyone angry lately. You shouldn't be here to kill me. You must be here for the book. You see, I have this list. I cannot be on that list. No one even knows my name. It's not about your name. So, are you guys coming down to help, or am I gonna- I'm still hiding. Are you here alone? Yes. (laughs) I jump down. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) While he's distracted talking to him, I jump down with my quarter staff and try to. He does a quick backflip and is just like, "Oh, another one!" Wait, he I didn't sees even her get coming. To roll. Oh, wait. What do you mean? She's you, attacking him. Where did him. you jump? Oh, you jumped down on top of him. Okay, yeah. I thought you meant you just jumped down. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to tell you what I'm doing. Above. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so, make an attack roll. Yeah. Do I get advantage since he's talking yeah. to him, distracting him? Sorry, I completely misunderstood that. Eighteen. He, you uh, come down on him with your quarter staff, and once again, right as you're about to make contact, he does a nice little quick dodge roll out of the way, and it says, "Ho ho! Can't touch me! I'm too fast." Have you ever heard of the term cat-like reflexes? <laughs> no, but I heard cat tastes good. I'm is going there to. Any more of you hiding up there? This is fun. Actually, hold on. I think I got. No, 19. I'm going to continue hiding. No, that's all of us. I'm, I'm going to pause. And be like, okay, cat person, let's calm this down. Oh, now you want to talk. Hmm? I can talk all day. Let's yeah, talk. I mean, if I could What's hit your you, name, I friend? wouldn't be talking, but my name is Swift. I'm January. Nice to meet you. You may call me Janu or Ari or January, whatever you like. Are you here for the book? I, well, since I already have it in my possession, yes, I am here for the book. I would like you to give me that book. Hmm. But I can't do that, you see. I have a contract to return this book to a very, very powerful and scary man. I won't tell him. (laughs) I like you. I won't tell him either that you were here and tried to hurt me. I'm going to go ahead and go now. And he starts to slowly take a step back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can I? I'm shooting him now. Okay. With my short bow. Okay. (laughs) From secret, he does not know I'm here. Oh, oh, 20, um, one. So where are you trying to hit him? In the face, in the back of the head, where uh, his head. <laughs> At this point, he's kind of like backed up to the corner. So you'd, you'd only be able to hit him from the front. Um, so you fire this crossbow bolt and, oh, give me some damage. Cause you hit him. Oh wait, one D six, nine. No, six. <laughs> 1d6. 10. 10. You fire this bolt at his face, and this thing comes in pretty hot, and 
almost looks like it's going to miss him, and it actually goes straight through one of his ears. And he screams out, oh, what? What I'm still this? hidden, right? Another piercing. Oh, very nice. And he, he starts to wiggle it around. And he's like, that really hurts, but I could always use another earring. And he says, you have another friend here, Does don't he you? Does he 20, D- or 20 AC? Uh, 21. Okay. So you take the book, but we still cool, right? Oh, we're definitely cool. You seem like very nice people, except for your friend who just shot me out of nowhere. Who are you? Come down from there, please. Don't, don't, don't I worry. Do not. The bird's a little twitchy. It's okay. Ooh, a bird, you say? Yes, it's Come a t- down, little birdie. It's, it's a very small parrot. I would love to play a game of, well... I taught it to shoot arrows out of its mouth. This joke sounded funnier in my head, but I was going to say I'd love to play a game of cat and mouse. But then I realized that she's a bird. You said bird, right? Not mouse. No, I said flirt. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I just continue to hide. I'm I'm It's related to the skink <laughs> and the and the jackalope. Okay. Uh, he says, "Well, fine. If she won't come down and play with me, at she, least I can play with the two of she. you." Now, we could come to some sort of agreement here if you could possibly pay me more than the Don is paying. Me. I don't part with money well. Well, how about I got a dwarf I know I could give you. <laughs> well, I'm not really looking for a manservant at this point, but I I would like to um, get some more work around the town. I'm new here, you see, and I've been looking for a, things to steal. And this has been a very interesting and informative little journey for me and should provide me with a nice little nest egg. So I'm going to go ahead and go now. But if I could get all of your contact information, this has been amazing. Maybe we could do this again sometime, but with less hitting me in the ear with crossbow bolts. Can I tell if the cat's a monk? You, he seems to be some sort of, uh, like, roguish type. Can we... He's got leather armor. Can we see where the book is on him? Uh, he's got it strapped to his belt at this point. Okay, so I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah, we school, I trade contact information, and I'm gonna try to pickpocket the book. Okay, okay. <laughs> Make me a sleight of hand check. Oh. No, I failed horribly. What'd you, what'd you roll? One. Oh, okay, yeah, because he uh, rolled it, a five, it, so a that's good. Plus, with my plus slide It's of still hand. a natural. Yeah. It's, it's a crit fail, so. You can't blame me for trying, man. <laughs> you try to reach for this book, and he just slaps your head, and he goes, no. Well, I trade contract information. I do the same. Okay. <laughs> 17. You are able to get your hands on the book, and you're slowly pulling it away from him. I put another book in the place, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I just, like, yeah, I just like reached in my house and grabbed a book. It was like Accio book. Oh <laughs> shit! Okay, okay. You, <laughs> you're able to get this book off of him, and you place this other book in its place and there's like a half a moment like a beat there where he kind of like stops and his ears prick up and the kind of the the hair across the back of his head pricks up and he looks at looks back and forth between the two of you and he reaches down and touches the book it's like okay it's like all right i'm i'm going to leave now but i feel like one of you just did something it's okay. It's okay. I trust you now. We're friends, right? January. Remember my name. We're friends. We're friends. Yes. Have a nice day, Harry. Thank you. And he uh, he climbs back up the rope and is gone in a flash. I yell, bye, just as he's leaving. It's like, ooh, nice voice. <laughs> okay, we should go now. Because yeah. <laughs> he's going to be peace. Can I yeah, let's go quickly. fly them back up to yes, the rafters please. so we can go out the way we came? Yes. Do yeah. you think we should go out the way we came? Yeah. Yes. The yeah. It was so easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The three of you are back up on the rafters. You get through. You get back to the room where the goblins were, and now they're all awake. Oh. It seems like they're just kind of all waking up, stirring from their slumber, you know, just it's within s- the first... 20 minutes of them being away. Can we sneak across without them seeing us? Uh, you're going to make have to make fresh stealth checks. And acrobatics checks. So 16 on stealth. Okay. 
12. Okay. Oh, I got um, 16 on stealth and 17 on acrobatics. Okay. Or 19 on, on acrobatics. acrobatics. 11 on acrobatics. So you guys are going in the same. Can I just fly <laughs> across? Fly. Just like hover across? Yeah, yeah above I mean, the, I guess so. I guess so, I yeah. It was 50 by 60, wasn't it? Yeah. And you can um, go 30 feet. So as... Uh, as the three of you are making your way across this support beam, I would like to point out before we started across this support beam, I took my short bow and I coated an arrow with my hallucinate poison. Nice. Okay. Okay. If something happens, I'm going to shoot a bugbear. Okay. As the three of you are making your way across this support beam, Chirp is slowly hovering between the two of you. And as she's doing so, she's paying more attention to what's going on below her than she is above her and she smacks her head <laughs> on a, a, a kind of low hanging stalactite and lets out a quick <laughs> and every goblin eye and bugbear eye in this room is drawn up to the ceiling for a moment and they see Chirp just kind of floating above what the What order spin. are we in? Same order you came in yeah, so you're going first, there. Chirp's in the middle and Lazy's at the back Okay, can we just like run out? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah, I'm gonna just run, run to the edge of the walkway <laughs> okay. and turn around and. Well, you're crawling, but yeah. Well, crawling, I can shoot from up there, can I? Yeah. So. No, um, don't shoot. Just run. They can't get make past them go me crazy. if I stop. Yeah, you're in the front. <laughs> just run. Yeah, just dip. Roll. So, as you guys are quicken your pace as quickly as you Crawl possibly faster. can, Chirp just jumps in front of you. She just floats right around and goes straight for the, the opening. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and as the three of you are just making your way across this beam as quickly as possible, arrows are flying past all three of you, missing all of you narrowly, but you hear those uh, <laughs> those arrows flying right past your head. And the three of you are able to make your way back into the hallway. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. With the, uh, the gelatinous cube that has finally caught back up and is about 20 feet away from this ladder that <laughs> Shit, you guys took cubes, up guy. in there. But you can also hear fucking pandemonium in the room behind you. And if we get past the cube, the, the cube will stop most of them. Well, they're, they can't really get to where you were. The hallways in the other side of the cube, though, you They'd can hear a lot of from voices. In front of like, us. The alarm has been raised. Shit. <laughs> Thought we should have taken one of the other. Shit. So what are you going to do to this cube? Are you going to try and get over it again? Let's go over the cube again. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the best. He's in this cube yeah. so hard. Chirp is, she's in the lead now after jumping right, in front of you. All right, let me go just, over the curb. Well, Do you I just have float just right over, over it. You just like float over it and get to the other side and you're like, come on. 24 acrobatics. Oh, hell yeah. Swifty actually does a really sweet spin move Spin move in midair over the cube. <laughs> also 24 acrobatics. Oh, shit. Oh, nice. And uh, Lazy, you do the same spin move, but you flip. Swifty off as you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, look what I can do. <laughs> I just like spiral through the uh, And the three of you just start we're sprinting down this time. hallway. We're, we're not trying to be stealthy. Chirp we're is just point. like fucking Iron Man flying down this hallway. Just like, <laughs> yes, go, go, yes. go. As you guys are flying, like just running as fast as you can down this hallway, doors are slamming open on either side behind you and goblins are pouring into the hallway. As the three of you are running, make me one more at I'm going to take check. the lead, or by the way, because I can run faster than both of them. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've you've overtaken Chirp at this point. Oh, no. I got 15. 15. You made it a but choice. So yeah. I got a one. The three of you, as you're sprinting down this hallway, uh, Lazy and Swifty, you're able to keep your feet under you pretty well. No, 24, sorry. Oh, 24? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you almost actually catch up to Lazy as she's running, but she's fucking Naruto, arms back, <sighs> just <laughs> as fast as she can. Single-mindedly focused. Chirp, on the other hand, is having a little bit Do of a problem. Do I like fall from flying, but I continue <laughs> running or something like exactly, that? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you're having Stumble. a you bit of a problem keeping up. I'm trying with... to like <laughs> flap and run at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Your stamina bar ran out. Yeah, yeah. so you, you have actually a bit of trouble flying and keeping level. up with the other two. And uh, you kind of come to a harsh landing and almost stumble but are somebody able to, almost catch to up to your, me your feet up oh god your, oh yeah. god yeah you feel you feel goblin fingers like just barely touching like, your feet help, as you help, land help, <laughs> help, 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 help. so we're running down the hallway and we're going yes. to 
a ladder that goes up. No, you guys are actually just going back into the, the main part of the catacombs. As you guys actually hit... What I'm saying is, what is the exit of this oh, area? Oh, uh, it's a big double door that you guys left open on your way in. Close it. Close it behind us, yeah. As soon as More I get out. close it, like, these two are in... No, she's in the lead. Mm-hmm. We don't have magic. Uh, she goes through... I stop at the door ready to slam it. Yeah. And as Chirp goes through, I acid the ceiling behind the door and then slam the door. Nice. Nice. Okay, so yeah. Lazy comes flying through the door and comes to a quick halt and turns around to see what's about to happen. Uh, You, as you're coming through the door right behind her, skid to a halt, turn around, barf up a whole bunch of acid (laughs) onto the ceiling. Just, you're like, come on, Chirp. It's a line, but I'm assuming you could do this. And Chirp, you're able to just narrowly dodge your way through the falling pieces of ceiling that are coming down as- dripping acid. Yeah, and dripping acid as as Swifty slams the doors behind you, and you guys can hear a pretty good avalanche behind the doors, and actually the doors are kind of pushed in a little bit from the falling rocks. Yeah, fall off their hinges. And you can hear the sound of hundreds of goblins' voices just like, No, man! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what kind of day is it? Um, at this point, you guys you guys have made your way, you guys kind of make your way back out of the catacombs and you come back onto a main street and it is late afternoon. We'll be back in time for dinner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you guys make it back to the, the Beholder's Great, Eye. I'm starving. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, uh, without, without any real problem. Um, and when you get back, you have Penny send off a raven to the professor. And within about an hour, the professor shows up and comes in. He's like, oh, I've, I've heard you've, you've got the, the book. Can I see it, please? And you put it down on the table in front of him, and he starts to kind of leaf through it. And the book looks indecipherable. And actually, as he's starting to leaf through it, I need everybody to roll a d20. 15? Not one. Four. Michelle, I'm going to need you to roll me a d1 or d10,000. 400. 4,000. 4,000. You already have a double R. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I said I, I hope she gets like another this. one. I'm going to turn into a freaking insect. So, as uh, the professor is slowly leafing through this book, Lazy, you're, you're kind of staring at it, and you feel this odd tingling in your second arm, and you all start to feel this weird vibration coming off the book, and suddenly, in the corner of the room, there is a large, near-perfect cheese sculpture of lazy that just materializes uh, out of cheese. nowhere. Uh, cheese sculpture. And, yes, a sculpture made of cheese, and it is like... What kind of cheese is it? Um, it's a weird book, man. It's Gouda. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's droopy. It's... Well, well, no, okay. It's Sharp soft. cheddar. Yeah, let's go with the hard cheese. It is made of Gruyere. Gruyere? Mm, it is Gruyere. made of Gruyere cheese. But it is, it is lifelike. In how well it is sculpted. You guys, I want to have a cheese and wine night really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my the god, can we learn to make some vegan kinda, cheeses? Because I have some recipes. Hell yeah. But the professor looks up from his book real quick as this thing materializes. And he, he felt the, the waves coming off of this book as well. And he's just like, "What? well, that's certainly an unexpected side effect of... Of this, we're definitely going to have to put this in a uh, uh, controlled environment before we mess with it anymore. Thank you very much. And he he pulls a bag out of his pocket and sets it on the table, and you can all hear the unmistakable clink of gold. Um, and he says, "Thank you. I'll, I'll be taking this and be on my way now." And he, uh, he tell grabs your it friends. And takes off. <laughs> Swifty marketing. I invite everyone I know to a cheese and wine party that we're having. In your honor? <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm not going to eat that, man. We're just going to cut this cheese right up. I'm lactose intolerant.
That's a wrap, people.